this wasn't a Joe Exotic situation, was it? Because you need to tell me now if it was. <laughs> no. Welcome to About Town, the mini podcast of Tulsa Talks. I'm city editor Morgan Phillips, and today we get to chat with Tulsa People's photographer Michelle Pollard, who's been here, believe it or not, more than 20 years. She talks about how the process of photography for the magazine has changed over two decades, including how they used to have a person whose sole job it was to develop film. Michelle shares some of her favorite shoots over the years, as well as some funny and fascinating stories. Someone else who's fascinating is Gail Lapidus, CEO of Family and Children's Services. I've gotten to spend a lot of time with Gail and her staff over the past two months as I have been working on a feature for the 100th anniversary of Family and Children's Services, which you can find in our October issue of Tulsa People magazine now on shelves and also available at tulsapeople.com. You'll get to hear from Gail on the back end of this episode when I share some bonus content from her as she talks about an experience she had early on in her career as a therapist in Tulsa when she coached a sixth grade softball team called the West Side River Rats. It was all an attempt to get to know students and their families, just one example of the organization's outside-the-box thinking that continues today. Here we go with Tulsa People photographer Michelle Pollard. You've seen a lot of changes here at the magazine. And I was doing the math and I was like, okay, I think she might have gotten hired right before the year 2000. Is that right? 1999? Yes. I started November 15th in 1999. So it was like the verge of Y2K. It was right before Y2K. Yes. (laughs) So do you remember anything about that specifically? You know, um, not really other than, you know, everybody trying to prepare. And I remember there was some discussion about the servers and was everything going to be okay with the servers. And um, Julie made us really cute little Y2K survival kits. That's awesome. (laughs) That's about all I remember. (laughs) That sounds like something she would do. Yeah, it was really cute. How funny. Okay, so and then tell me like about the way that your process has changed over the years has it really I mean you go out on location and shoot and you do a lot of in-studio stuff and I assume you've always done both those things but has any part of your process changed yes completely and I've have always done those things but when I started um, digital was not really in use I mean like my extent of digital knowledge was the use of Photoshop which I didn't even use that much in the beginning Um, I was shooting a manual camera it was a Pentax K1000 and <laughs> developing. I didn't develop the film. We had somebody who did that. but um, So I started with that and then moved on to medium format. And that was transparency film, which I had really very little experience. And that was when I had to set lights up for every shoot and do Polaroid test shots and use a light meter and all of that. And then I'd have to wait until it came back to see like if I actually had something that would work. <laughs> um And then finally, digital kind of became a little more mainstream and um, has made everything so much easier. I can't imagine when I think back to, like, we've published for 35 years this year, and I'm thinking, this job that I do would have been so much harder 35 years ago. Like, I can't even imagine because 
there was no internet and there was no like googling things for sources and so from the photo side it's interesting to hear you talk about that because I can see how it's a lot more streamlined now yeah it's I mean I can get so much more done than I ever used to um the funny thing before I started I used to hear stories about the way that they would do the I mean you have to cut and paste a lot of stuff and for design layout and uh, so this is pre-photoshop and Photoshop was Jim Langdon taking a black sharpie and coloring the red eye out of the photo. <laughs> I love that so I much. <laughs> that was our Photoshop. Um, well, that's awesome. So tell me, have you um, thought of any, like, of your favorite uh, photo subjects or um, even, like, shoots or um, – or funny stories that you want to share. I know you said you don't have a good memory, but I think that's not <laughs> I true. Know. Well, there's just God, there's so much to remember, and I get asked that a lot of times, and it's hard for me to remember because I really have enjoyed the past <laughs> 22 years <laughs> a lot. Um, one of my favorite shoots, well, this is the one that I always tell people because it was really impactful and meaningful to me, was with Leanne Taylor. Um, and it was when she was on our cover, and she had been diagnosed and been treated for breast cancer. And um, in the studio, we were doing lots of different wigs and, like, March Simpson wigs and just fun stuff. She was having a lot of fun with it. And um, she, between changing wigs, I asked her why she even bothered to wear the wig because she was just so beautiful without it. And... Um, we just started talking a lot about that and about how her viewers might not be ready for that. And um, there were a lot of things she had to consider beyond just what she was comfortable with, which was interesting to me. But the whole, it was just such a meaningful photo shoot. And she was really, um, she just shared a lot of her journey. And it was touching. I mean, we were both crying by the end of it. And she's just such a wonderful, kind person that that's probably my favorite cover shoot ever. Another favorite photo shoot was early on. I, I did all the fun stuff when I was much younger. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a photo shoot at the Animal, I, I don't know if it's called the Animal Safari or the Sanctuary in Broken Arrow. And I got in a cage with a tiger, <laughs> which I'd never do now. But I'm so glad I did it. Like, I actually pet that tiger. This wasn't a Joe Exotic situation, <laughs> was it? Because you need to tell me now if it was. <laughs> no. I don't think so. He wasn't there that you recall. I don't remember him. Okay. <laughs> but you were in the cage with the tiger. I was in the cage, yeah. Me and the editor at the time, Katie, we were in, and she was just like, just stay against the chain link of the fence. And we're like, okay. And she's like, you can pet him. We're like, okay. <laughs> So, yeah, looking back on it, I, that maybe was a little bit crazy, but... Did you also go up in, like, a hot air balloon or something I got to one go up time? in a hot air balloon, yeah. Okay. That was way back when it was um, Hagar the Horrible hot air balloon. How funny. Yes. That was okay. fun. It, was, it wasn't scary at all. That's amazing. I, w- I think I would do that. Like, yeah. I mean, I would be like, sitting I on the bottom of the basket, but... Yeah. And I'm... I didn't realize I was afraid of heights. Um, I think until actually, I think it was the when the BOK Center was being built, and we were covering that. I was walking the cat, like the catwalk up, way, way up, and mm-hmm. that's when I realized like I'm so afraid. <laughs> 
I'm just going to say, I hope that Jim and Julie have a lot of workers' comp insurance on you specifically because I feel like you take a lot of risks. I've never been injured, knock on wood. (laughs) Right? Well, okay, last story, because I know you could tell stories all day, Um, but you met your husband, Michael, through working at Tulsa People. So tell us how that happened. Okay, yes, this is a great story, too. Um, When I started working here, my now sister-in-law – Ann Pollard, um, was a sales rep here. And another sales rep, Liz Lippert, uh, she was looking for um, an outdated kitchen so that one of her clients could come in and kind of, and just do this ad imagining a brand new kitchen. So she wanted a bad before so then they could kind of Photoshop in a really nice after. And so Liz was looking for somewhere to shoot, and um, Anne offered her brother's house. She's like, well, my brother, he's got an old kitchen. You can shoot there. So we did. We met him over there, and um, he walked up, and I was kind of taken aback. Like, I'd never met him before, obviously. Um, And so he offered to help me carry my gear in because this is when I was taking, you know, full-on studio stuff, Polaroid, all that. And I wanted to act tough, and so I was like, no, I've got it, thanks. And he ended up just leaving me and Liz there to do the photo shoot and leave and whatever. So I came back. As soon as I got back to the office, I went to Anne's office, and I said, Anne, your brother. And she kind of just smiled, and she said, I know, but he is dating someone. And I was, too, at the time, but, you know, I was still interested right (laughs) keeping your options and then I found out later that he went back to his office and told one of the secretaries that he just met the woman he was going to marry oh that is so cool yeah so that was eight years of dating before we finally got married oh my (laughs) gosh that's amazing have you ever gone back and looked for that issue I did yes I found it the other day um I need to cut that ad out and have it framed yeah it wasn't I saw a cover the other day I don't know if I told you about it but I was looking um in the archives and there was a cover it we went through like a period of time um I forget what the years were but like where we didn't do a ton of people on the cover for some reason, mm-hmm. which like now nowadays we try to do so many people, I feel like, on the cover because of being Tulsa people. Yeah. Um, but this was like there was a kitchen on the cover of this one that I saw. and the... That might be it because it was the kitchen issue. Oh, it might be. Okay, yeah. now I want to go find it because the, what caught me was the cover blurb was <laughs> what's cooking in the kitchen and splashing <laughs> in the bath. <laughs> just thought it was so funny I thought who was like the punchy editor that wrote that that's so funny but anyway it just was sassy to me I liked it well thanks for coming on and sharing some of your memories and hopefully we'll have some more staff members who have been here a while come share their crazy and fun stories from 35 years of publishing And now here's Gail Lapidus, CEO of Family and Children's Services, celebrating 100 years in Tulsa this October. One of the main um, center points in any community is a school, and that because there were sort of schools nearby mm-hmm. that each housing project went to one or more of those schools. So I became like a school-based. No, I wasn't a master's counselor, social worker. And so I would, you know, sort of talk to the principal and the counselors, and they didn't have anybody coming to help them either. I just would sort of appear and go, 
you know, you're serving this huge neighborhood now that includes the project and other children or families that you're worried about, and they were the ones that would start sending me to go knock on doors mm. of children that they were concerned about. And then my supervisor at the time came up with this great idea, and thank God when you're young, you'll just, just about do anything. <laughs> she said, well, there's the West Side Y, right? Like our office was here, the West Side Y was there, and she said, you know, maybe what you could do, I don't even know how she thought of this, is sponsor a softball league at Eugene Field Elementary School, which everybody still spends their time talking and dreaming about Eugene Field Elementary School. There I was, I was 22 years old, and I was working, there was um, three projects that sort of fed into Eugene Field. Mm -hmm. And so I would go to the school, and the school let me, and I would recruit girls, sixth grade girls, to play on my softball team. I had um, my softball team mm -hmm. called the Westside River Rats, and we were the <laughs> league, league winners. And then the Westside Y like, put together this league. It didn't exist. I mean, it's so interesting how things don't exist. And if you have an idea and give energy, voice, and get excited with other people, you could pretty much do anything. And that really has followed me through my whole career. These kids have nothing to do, so maybe you can teach them life skills and boost up their confidence and help them make a transition to seventh grade, because then they're leaving Eugene Field. Mm. They were going to Clinton. And then you should get to know their families, and then you'll be able to become part of that community and that neighborhood. There's so much going on this month, it's a good time to remind everyone about our weekly content available at TulsaPeople.com, including Tulsa 10, published every Thursday. It's a curated list of things to do this coming weekend from About Town editor Blakely Freed. You can also check out our Halloween calendar of events in print and online at TulsaPeople.com. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.